everybody. Welcome to Zone Defense. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast, on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Zone Defense Podcast. And be sure to ring that bell to get post notifications. Also, smash that like button and drop a comment down below and let us know your thoughts on today's topic. Today, Chris and I are diving into part five of our NBA preview, breaking down the Pacific Division. How's it going, Chris? It's going well, man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get into this one as well. I mean, just like every other uh, division in the West. I mean, we already went over first division. I'm I'm really excited to get into the Pacific now. I think it's uh, another really exciting division. I mean, and then also you have the Sacramento Kings as well. If you if you want to class them as exciting, but they're not. So don't disrespect my guy Darren Fox or the Sacramento I like Kings. Him. I, I think I'm they're very interesting. Um, and I'm excited to talk about them. I think they could be a dark horse playoff team. That's right, I said. But we won't talk about it right now. Um, let's jump into our first team here, which is the defending champion, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I personally am not a Lakers fan. Um, however, you got to give credit where it's due. They just absolutely dominated um, the entirety of the bubble. Um, they were the deserving champion, and they got it. LeBron gets his, what, third championship, uh, or it's – Third different team with a championship and his fourth championship overall. Um, so adds his legacy there. Anthony Davis gets his first ever career championship in his first season with the Lakers. Um, they were the best team in the Western Conference in the regular season, 52 and 19. Second best team in the entire NBA. It was just a really, uh, really good season for the Lakers overall, obviously. Um, and they're looking to repeat as champions. And they added a lot. And I think this team is honestly better than the, la- the team that they had last year that won the championship. Um, they added Marcus Saul. Uh, Wesley Matthews, Montrez Harrell, and Dennis Schroeder. Uh, in terms of what they lost, some notable guys, some rotation guys, but I think they really addressed all these needs through their additions. And I think they got better, as I already said. Uh, they lost Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, and Dion Waiters, and they also lost J.R. Smith as well. I couldn't fit him in there, though. Um, but like I said, I think even though they did lose quite a few um, – notable guys. Um, they also added, I think, a lot of talent to this team. Um, they obviously still have LeBron. They still have AD. Um, they still have Alex Caruso. Um, so they have a really, really nice, nice uh, big three right there. Um, so I think all, all the thing is, all, all the, the blueprints there for them to repeat as champions. Um, but Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I think the the blueprint, absolutely, as you said, it is there for this team. I mean, yeah, Alex Caruso, clearly the best player in this league. <laughs> He's going to make a big impact now. Um, <laughs> and a Schroeder, huge upgrades, honestly, way better than any subtraction they lost. Both players, even Wesley Matthews and Marcus Saul, you make an argument, are massive upgrades from anybody that they lost. Avery Bradley stinks. Danny Green stinks. I mean, Dwight Howard had a decent role, but McGee, Ron- Rondo, and then Waiters are just kind of irrelevant pieces to me in this team. I think they absolutely did a great job replacing, not only replacing, but improving on that. And they were able to lock up both LeBron and AD, as well as, I mean, you can classify these guys as good players, but Kyle Kuzma and Kentavious Caldwell-Pope to contracts. So, I mean, they've got all these guys, uh, and then they added a couple really good players in, in uh, Montrez and as well as uh, Schroeder. I think this team is scary, and, and even looking at their roster now, it honestly makes me regret saying that the Nets are going to win it all because I think the Lakers are going to go back-to-back. This team – is absolutely low. I think it would actually take an injury to LeBron or AD for them not to repeat this year. I think it, I think it's honestly in the cards for them to just get it done again. I think you could be seeing this this in the net matchup, which I actually do after going over their roster again, after kind of talking it over to myself. I think they're probably going to repeat. And they got Taylor Horton Th- Tucker, baby. I mean, yeah, he's, he's been he's been lighting it up in the preseason. Um, and they also got Quinn Cook. I mean, they just got so many guys. Um, and you've mentioned you mentioned that they're Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder, how great additions they were. They were actually, I believe, what, number one and number two in terms of the six man of the year award last year. So they added literally the two best bench players in the league from last season. They added both of them onto their team. Um, vastly improves their bench, improves their depth. Um, I think this is hands down, and I, I'm saying this, I am not a Laker fan, I am not a LeBron fan, I am not an Anthony Davis fan, um, so I'm looking at this from a, if anything, I'm biased against the Lakers, um, and even though I'm saying that, um, I think they're hands down the best team in the league, uh, and I think 
Um, if I had to pick, just looking on paper at these rosters, I think it's going to be a Lakers-Nets uh, finals with the Lakers ultimately winning and repeating as champions. Um, they did it back in the early 2010s with Kobe winning back-to-back championships. I think um, LeBron and AD are going to win back-to-back here to start the 2020s. But um, it is a little bit concerning with their LeBron and AD's regular season involvement. Um, there was some talk initially with the, the short offseason, um, whether or not LeBron and AD would play a ton in the regular season. Um, even if they don't, we already mentioned they've added a ton of depth. The team will still be fine. Even if maybe they won't be the number one seed, they'll still be a two or three seed. With all, we saw with LeBron teams in Cleveland with the Cavs, they had not the great regular seasons and still just mm-hmm. ran through the playoffs with no problems at all. Um, however, I will say – I believe LeBron came out and said that he's ready to play and he's going to play as many games as possible. So um, take that for what you will, but it does show that maybe LeBron's going to play a little bit more than maybe a lot of a lot of people initially anticipated, including myself. But um, do yeah. you have any concerns um, with with their regular season involvement? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I'm sure they're going to get a little bit of rest. I mean, AD is a guy that commonly has nagging minor injuries. Yeah. I feel like I've seen a probable tag on him at before every single game. Uh, of just some minor injury of some sort. So, I, I mean, I expect them to occasionally get rest days, but I don't think it's going to be uh, – I mean, it won't be anything more than like a guy like Kawhi has and you could, and they still were able to win many games. And usually they take the games off when it's against teams that they can easily beat or in a and you know, a back-to-back night, back-to-back games and back-to-back in two nights. You know, so those are situations you may see either LeBron or AD get rested. They could still win some of those games as well. I don't, I don't have any – concerns about their regular season. Maybe they don't end up with a one seed, but at worst, this is barring a major injury going to be a two seed at worst. And, and like I said, I think, uh, I think this team is going to absolutely not only compete, but I think they're the favorite to go to honestly repeat. I, I really just don't see a world other than an injury or just an absolute decline of LeBron in one season where this team isn't really good and and making at least the conference finals but i'll get into a point number three uh, which edition will have the biggest impact i really think dennis schroeder will i think he's going to have the bigger impact of him and and April. i think they're obviously both 1a 1b a couple of the best signings in the offseason in my opinion uh getting but getting schroeder i mean they, they did struggle a little bit getting guard production last year i mean kcp came into his own a little bit in the uh in the bubble Getting Rondo back was nice, but he's he's no longer there anymore. But Schroeder is a massive upgrade, and this guy, I mean, I I expect him to start. But even if he doesn't, coming off the bench, this dude is is an absolute flamethrower. He's a guy that can absolutely lead a second unit, a guy that can score at will. I really like him. Him him and both Harrell are both great players. They're both going to make a, a huge impact as well. And Gasol and Matthews will contribute as well. But I think Schroeder is my favorite addition, and and one of the main reasons why I think they're going to repeat. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Schroeder is going to be the the addition that has the biggest impact. Um, but I'll just talk about Harold because you already talked about Schroeder. I mean, he's there's a lot of issues last year with him and the Clippers, um, and I don't think a lot of people like to blame him. But I just think that he was more of a guy who wanted to go in there, work hard, try his best, and it didn't seem like all the other Clippers wanted to do the same thing. Um, and that's why he decided to go to the Lakers and join uh, join the the Clippers rivals. Um, and I think he's gonna ha- he's gonna bring a hardworking attitude. He's gonna play hard. Um, he won the Sixth Man of the Year award last year. Uh, I could see him doing it again this year, especially with a team like the Lakers. We're gonna get a ton of spotlight. Um, and I think he just brings a lot on both ends of the floor. Um, he's a really solid player. And um, I mean him and Schroeder. I mean that's like a, a obviously a. a a cheap version of him and LeBron or of LeBron and AD leading the first unit. Um, Schroeder and Harrell can be that for the bench unit, a really nice one, two punch, um, a big two, if you will, or a dynamic duo off the bench, um, which will really um, probably help the Lakers uh, extend their lead and really control a lot of games. If they have a really strong bench unit, I think they definitely will with guys like Schroeder and Harrell. And also we didn't really talk about them that much either, but Gasol and Matthews, two very, very solid players, um, Wesley Matthews is really good for the Bucs, um, and I was kind of bummed that the Bucs couldn't re-sign him because he was really good for them last year. I think he's a huge upgrade over Danny Green um, for the Lakers this year. So yeah, I'm 100% with I you there. I think the Lakers are um, the clear-cut title favorites at the moment. Um, and it's going to take a significant decline from LeBron. I mean, he is getting up there in age, but it seems like the guy never ages, um, or a big-time injury from AD. Because I think even if AD goes down and it's just LeBron, I would start to have some concerns that a team like the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Nets could maybe win the win the finals instead of the Lakers. Um, but 
AD, it seems like he's, his injuries haven't been as serious these more recent years. Um, so um, I think in all likelihood we could see another championship season for the purple and gold, which as a Laker hater is disappointing for me to say, but um, it seems like it's probably going to happen. But we'll move on to the next team, um, their rivals, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, quite frankly, and I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, I maybe dislike this team more than the Lakers. Um, and I, I like Kawhi Leonard for the most part, but it's just yeah. Paul George. Paul George, well, I'm sure we'll get into it. It's just an absolute clown, um, if I can be frank. I just I don't like him. Some of the stuff he says in the media, I'm not going to get into it right now. We'll talk about it in a second. But let's open up the Clippers here. Um, Chris, how would you take it away? Yeah, I mean, the Clippers last year, I mean, like we already mentioned when we talked about the Nuggets, kind of punched their ticket into the Western Conference Finals when they were playing. They were basically playing against the Lakers in their heads, but ended up getting bounced by the uh, Denver Nuggets. So, I mean, you could tell they just didn't seem like they were – they honestly didn't even seem like they were that into the uh, Mavericks series. They were just about the yeah. much team, especially when Chris Stops went out with the injury as well. So, was, I mean, Luka by himself was able to carry them to a couple wins in that series. So, I mean – even look at that. I mean, the Clippers really, really disappointed in the bubble last year. And I think it maybe it was just has to do with those chemistry issues that we'll get into. But um, they were able to make a couple nice additions to the team. I mean, Nicholas Batum, uh, Luke Kennard, which I like the signing, also just got paid by them as well. And then Serge Ibaka and Daniel Turu as well. They lost uh, Montrez Harrell, obviously the big loss there, Jamichael Green, Rodney McGruger, and Landry Shamit, Joakim Noah. Uh, I mean – I think they got a little bit better in the offseason. I would say losing out on a guy like Harrell, you make up for Ibaka is pretty close to the same player. And then adding Kennard as well is going to be, um, I think, an impact player for this team. But it, really, the concerns start at the top. I think it's mostly an issue with – I think Kawhi is fine. I think that, that the, con, the connection with him and a guy like Lou Will is, is absolutely fine and the rest of the, uh, the organization as well. I think the issues stem with Paul George. And um, I'm really just – unsure if uh if he's the guy and that they thought they got i guess i i don't i really just don't know if he has what it takes uh he really looked horrible in the bubble he looked absolutely he honestly looked like not even a star talk about overrated if he plays like that this year this dude this dude's gonna be considered the most overrated player in the nba and it may already be it's weird how i can go from liking a guy in a couple years to him being one of my least favorite players and being a guy i can starting to consider for an overrated overrated player that just doesn't have what it takes to, to get it done in the playoffs. But he absolutely looks like that. I mean, obviously him, him and Kawhi still both super talented guys. Uh, I mean, Kawhi, one of the best players in the league. And I do, I do like him as well, but the Clippers have become one of my least favorite teams as well. And a more unlikable version of the LA Lakers just because of Paul George. And I really think that that's where the issues stem. And we're going to have to find out if he's really the guy that come in here or if they need to make an adjustment, trade him for something, get somebody back. Maybe they switch him in a deal for Harden or something like that just to get a different guy in here to really boost their chemistry because I think that is going to be a concern this year. But we're going to find out. And then uh, I'll, I'll let you get into it with the chemistry issues. Yeah, so with Paul George, I mean, he was an MVP candidate just two years ago with yeah. the Thunder. And we got to remember that. But, I mean, he just did not look good last year. Injuries are a concern. Uh, but even off the court, that's my biggest issue, is I think on the court, I think he could rebound, and I think he could be a decent player. But just off the court, just the lack of accountability. Like, I don't know if you saw, but he went on – So he was on, I think, Steven Jackson's podcast and was just blamed Doc Rivers for all their issues and how he was being misplayed and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, just own up to it. Like, did Doc Rivers make you hit the side of the backboard? Was that Doc Rivers' fault? Like – come on, give me a break. Like just, just be accountable. That's my biggest issue. And also with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I don't know if you saw this stuff, but he was living in San Diego and would make the team playing sometimes two hours late. And no, he was, was really with, with really no punishment and um, a lot of leadership issues with Kawhi Leonard. A lot of people were complaining that he was getting special treatment and it rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way in the locker room. Um, a lot of issues stem with Kawhi too. So I don't, I don't put all the blame on Paul George. Right. I think Kawhi Leonard deserves some blame as well, but um, this is a team that I don't know. Like, it's just they're very unlikable. Um, and I think they have the talent. And I do think we'll get into it here in a second. I do think they got a little bit better, uh, but not by much. Um, and I think some of the other teams that were behind them caught up to them, especially the Lakers. I mean, I thought the Lakers were worse than the Clippers going into last year. Yeah. Now, now I think the Lakers are hands down way better than the Clippers. Not, not way better, mm -hmm. but definitely better than the Clippers. Yeah. Um, and it's just a concern for me. And they, I mean, they bring in Ty Lue as their coach. He, he was successful with the Cavs, obviously, with LeBron. Um, so yeah. maybe that'll be the, the, the fix. Maybe it just wasn't working with Doc Rivers. But 
they just look so lackadaisical, so unenthused to not only be in the bubble, but just not even being the entire regular season. I mean, they just thought because they signed two really good players that they should have won the championship. And that's just not how it, that's just not how it works. Um, they got to work hard and it sucks. It really sucks if you're a Clippers fan. Cause I think you thought this was going to be your year. Um, and now I can really see a world where Paul George gets traded at the trade deadline. I could definitely see that happening. Um, I know he just signed that massive extension, but we saw the same thing with Blake Griffin just a couple years ago where they signed to a massive extension in the summer and they trade him to Detroit just a few months later. So I could definitely see that happening with Paul George if things don't get off to a great start with the Clippers this season. But um, a lot of question marks there, a lot of question marks. Um, and I think I think Paul George thinks he's a little bit better than he really is, and that's I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, Kawhi, yeah, obviously there was some stuff coming off uh, offseason about him getting special treatment, which, yeah, I mean, superstars often do, but at the same time, if it's rubbing your team the wrong way, there, there needs to be some changes, and hopefully they can kind of get around to that this year. On the court, I put most of the blame on Paul George, I will say that at least, because I just really think he didn't show up pretty much for the entire season. I really think he underwhelmed. Yeah. We're going to find out if, if he still has what it takes. But like like we were kind of both touched up on, I think they did get a little bit better this year. Not a lot because Harrell, obviously a really good player, a guy that they're going to miss. They still do have Lou Williams. Pairing him with a guy like Luke Kennard, whether he comes off the bench or starts, he's a good three-point shooter, a guy that they definitely needed. They need some more shooting. He's going to provide some of that for them. Serge Ibaka, also a great, a great 3 and D player, still a good veteran presence in the locker room. Really, I would say in a similar tier to Montrez Harrell, as well as a talent. I think they're they're yeah. comparable big men for sure. Um, will they rebound? I'll, I'll just get a number three now, I guess, because I do think, like like I said, we both kind of said they got a yeah, little bit of could get passed up by m- more teams than just the Lakers. Yeah, and I think I think Kennard's a really good playmaker as well. I think Kennard yeah, Ibaka. Yeah. And also with Ibaka, I think he'll help with the chemistry issues they had last year yeah, um, in, ways that, in ways that Harold couldn't. And he's also yeah. – him and Kawhi had a good friendship – back when they were in Toronto, obviously won a championship there. So I think Serge is a really big addition both on the court and off the court. But, yeah, I'll, I'll let you jump into point number three. Yeah, so um, will they rebound from their disappointing season last year or continue to implode? I mean, what does rebound mean? Because does that mean winning the NBA Finals? I don't think they're going to win the NBA Finals. But I think they can definitely get to the uh, Western Conference Finals this year if they just – there's a few ifs with this team, though, like like we've been saying. I mean, if if their chemistry can rebound, I mean, Ty Lue, a couple new pieces, a couple new faces, hopefully less, you know, special treatment for guys like Kawhi, guys like Paul George, and and more team building, I guess. They could, they could be – they could realistically still make the NBA Finals. It's a team with a ton of talent, almost as much talent as the Lakers. Still, honestly, maybe even more, I would say. It's still arguable, I think, that they have more talent. It's just all about the chemistry issues from last year. So if they can really rebound on that, which is still totally a huge what-if and probably more likely to continue to be the same, then they could they could win the NBA Finals. But I think they're probably the fourth or fifth best team in the league now, in my opinion. Maybe third still, but I, I, I would put them around that tier. So a team that could definitely make a run – but I could also see them choking in the playoffs like they did last year. Yeah, I don't I don't have much to add to that. I, I 100% agree. Um, and just to, to pile on Paul George a little bit more, um, I just can't believe he what he wanted out of Indiana, complained about that, then got to OKC, complained about that, then got to the Clippers, his the team he wanted to be on all along, um, and then just puts up an absolute egg. And I know he used to be a really good defensive player as well, um, and he wasn't even that spectacular defensively in the bubble last year, even for most of the season. So... Um, they're really going to need him to step up here if they want to be good. Um, and he also just cut out some of the – honestly, like in terms of off-the-court stuff, I despise what Paul George does more than I despise what Kyrie Irving does. Because Kyrie Irving is just kind of a weird dude, but he seems like he's, um, at least for the most part, a decent teammate. I know he's called out his teammates from time to time, but he seems like he's a decent guy. People seem to like him. Paul George, I just hate the lack of accountability and just he always likes to point the finger at somebody yeah. else. Um, and if he keeps doing that this year, and he, he Kawhi and Ty Lue can't um, can't keep it in check a little bit, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers just trade him outright because it could definitely lead to some issues, um, both on the court and off the court, as we saw last year. So um, yeah, I agree. They remain. I, I said it during we were talking about the Nets. I um, I feel like the Clippers and the Nets are the two teams where I could just see them having two wide range of outcomes. I could see the Clippers 
you know, rebounding terrifically, upsetting the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and winning the NBA Finals. I could also see the Clippers trading Paul George um, at the trade deadline, losing Kawhi to free agency and losing in the first round um, of the playoffs as like the sixth or seventh seed. Um, Either is very possible. um, And they remain one of the most entertaining teams in the league without a doubt um, for that reason. But uh, we can probably talk about the Clippers for the next, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, but we'll jump on to another team that is extremely interesting. This division is maybe the, one of the best divisions in the entire NBA. Um, that's the Phoenix Suns, who maybe had the best offseason, at least the most uh, notable offseason. Um, and that le- largely had to do with acquiring Chris Paul, um, who well, he's uh, started doing the vegetarian diet, and apparently it just changed his life. Um, and he was really good with the Thunder last year, made an all-NBA team, made an all-star team. Uh, they added him to go along with their young core, as you can see right there in the picture with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. They also got Jay Crowder, who was a really good leader for both the Grizzlies and the Heat last season. Uh, Langston Galloway, who was a decent shooter. Uh, Etwan Moore, who's a good leader, decent shooter. Uh, they drafted Jalen Smith. Um, kind of a controversial pick. Maybe many people thought they reached on him. I think they got him with the 10th overall pick. Um, it seemed like there was maybe some better guys available at that point. Um, and then they also added Abdul Nader. In terms of attractions, uh, most notable was Aaron Baines, uh, Frank Kaminsky, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, uh, Chiak Diallo, and Ty Jerome. So they did lose Baines, Kaminsky, Oubre, and Rubio, who were four uh, key rotational guys for them last season. But um, the Suns um, were the only team to go 8-0 undefeated in the bubble. Um, it was not enough to reach the playoffs. They ultimately finished in the 10th seed in the West at 34 and 39. Um, but they were really good, had a lot of positive momentum going in. And then adding a guy like Chris Paul, it seems like it'll only help these young sons. Um, but what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, Chris Paul, I mean, I didn't expect the Thunder to be that good last year. And they brought in Chris Paul. And, and I mean, look what happened. I mean, they made they made it to the playoffs. Honestly, record-wise, we're a very impressive team. And on the court, looked good as well. Uh, I think the recipe is pretty similar here for the uh, the young sons, like you said. Uh, you know, I think uh, Booker and Aiton, it's a good core already to build around. I mean, losing Kelly Oubre, I think that's a decent loss. Uh, they're going to have to make up for that. I think is a, a pretty solid player for sure. But uh, definitely made up for that by getting guys like Jay Carter, Chris Paul, Langston Galloway, good rotational pieces, and then obviously Chris Paul being, uh, I would say, a superstar. Honestly, he's one of the better point guards in the entire league. Uh Really adding him though alongside the, I would say what their big three is 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 Booker and Aiden because I think Aiden has a lot of upside. I think he this is a, honestly a, a bigger improvement. I think Chris Paul adding Chris Paul is a bigger you know sign for DeAndre Aiden's growth. I think he's gonna really come into his own this year. Year three uh, had huge lost lofty expectations coming in. I think he's got the talent to get it done. A, a great big man can step out shoot the three a little bit. A really good rebounder, a decent shot blocker as well. I think he's going to take massive strides this year and uh, become at least a borderline star. That's my opinion on him. And then I think Booker kind of leading into number two is a true superstar already. I think he's already there. I think he's a top 15 player in this league. Really awesome in the bubble. Hopefully that wasn't a mirage because I think he even stepped his game up even more. Similarly to Donovan Mitchell, I think it wasn't a total mirage. I think both of those players are in a similar tier. Really, at least they're a borderline superstar, you could say, for both guys. But I think – with the addition of Chris Paul, he becomes a true superstar. Chris Paul gonna play well. This is a team that I'm very excited to watch. I think their their range of outcomes is extremely wide, but I think it's a playoff team for sure. And I'm also getting into point three, so I'm I'm taking out all three of the points in my my time here. But I think this is a team that's gonna make the playoffs this year. I think they they made a lot of key additions. I think Jay Crowder and Langston Galloway will provide good veteran and three-point shooting, a little bit of defense as well. And I do like the Jalen Smith pick. It might have been a little bit of reach. I did like him at Maryland. I thought he's a good defender, can can kind of do a little bit of everything. But it was a little bit of a reach. So we'll have to see if uh, if he ends up translating to the NBA as, as well as I think he's going to. Because I think he's a good player. Yeah, and actually we got some uh, we got some quote-unquote breaking news here. Um, so actually uh, the Suns just claimed Frank Kaminsky off of waivers. So um, he, the, the Kings the Kings signed him, they waived him, and then the Suns just claimed him. So actually they didn't even end up losing Frank Kaminsky. Uh, he's coming back to Phoenix. So uh, he was a solid player for them, I thought, last year. He's a, he's a decent bench guy. Um, but that's kind of funny that they lost him and then he came right back here. 
Um, but I want to just add that in real quick um, because I agree with everything that you said. I don't have a whole lot more to add of um, Devin Booker. I am definitely biased. He's one of my favorite players. He's been one of my favorite players in the league for several, several seasons now. Um, and I think he having a guy like Chris Paul, both in terms of off the court, in terms of leadership and on the court, I'm going to be perfect for him. Same thing with DeAndre Aiden. I think he's going to have a big season. I think we mentioned um, in a previous episode, you're talking about Bam Adebayo being one of the best centers in the league. I think we can we can quickly start talking about DeAndre Aiden as one of the best centers in the league after this season. I think Chris Paul is going to do wonders for him this year, um, both offensively, defensively. It seemed like Aiden, the big thing with him, it seemed like it was always his commitment. Um, I don't think there's any guy in the league who's more committed than Chris Paul, and he brings a ton of, ton of leadership to the table, um, and I think he'll get Aiden right and ready to go um and chris paul too i mean injuries his age are a concern um however like i said at the top he he said he took he started doing this vegetarian diet it's changed his life he feels like he can play for another five years at an extremely high level um we only have one year of experience with it um last season and we saw how great he was and he looked um, he looked younger. He looked like MVP level Chris Paul. And I mean, he was getting some MVP love. Um, and he also made an all the NBA team, as I said earlier as well. So um, Dario Saric, too, is a solid player. Um, I just, I really like this team. Michael Jay Crowder. Bridges. Yeah, Mikel Bridges. He was good in the bubble. Um, Jay Crowder, I really like. I know he was really good for the Heat last year. A huge addition. Very underrated move, I feel like. Yeah, um, I agree. And I 100% agree with you. I think the Suns. Um, it's a it's a really tough division. I mean, I think if they were in the Eastern Conference, I think this would be a top five team. I can honestly Easily. say that. Um, and it's going to be tough for them to squeak in out of the play-in tournament, I think. Um, they might be able to get that sixth seed, fifth or sixth seed. Um, I, I envision them more likely being in the play-in tournament as a seventh or eighth seed. Um, however, if a few injuries happen, if the Clippers implode, um, if some other teams aren't as good as, as maybe we think they're going to be, um, I think it's very easy the, the Suns could sneak into the top five, top six, maybe even be a top four team in the West, which would be a really big accomplishment. Um, and I can also really – I can envision them winning a playoff series or two as well. I mean, this is a – it seems like a really good team with a lot of upside. Um, as long as Chris Paul can stay healthy, um, I think they're, they're, the sky's the limit. And even without Chris Paul last year in the bubble, they went 8-0. I mean, they were awesome. Um, I know. And Monty Williams is a really good coach. Um, and he was with Chris Paul before in New Orleans as well. So uh, a lot of great things. It, the Suns have been really irrelevant um, for the last, what feels like decade for the most part, um, since Steve Nash was there. Uh, but now they have, with the bubble, 8 no bubble run, with getting Chris Paul, they got two really good young stars in Aiton and Booker. Um, um, this is going to be one of the teams that I'm most excited to watch um, this year because I like Chris Paul and I like Devin Booker. Um, I'm really, really excited to see how, how far this, this team can go for sure. Yeah. I think I'm, I might be a lot, I think I'm a lot higher than you on this team. I actually think I'm looking at the West right now. I'm looking at teams that were ahead of them, like the Oklahoma city thunder, Houston Rockets. I think they're better than both those teams. I actually believe they're better than Utah jazz too. That might be a bold take, but I think they're better than them. Maybe even my Portland trailblazers too. I could see it. Wow. Possible. <laughs> I think. I think the West is seriously wide open this year. The, their additions, I really think this could be – you could be looking at as high of a four seed this year. I mean, I mean, look at the I, – I think this roster is better than the last year, Oklahoma City Thunder. And they – I mean, look at what Chris Paul did to them. They made the five seed, and they almost beat the Rockets as well in the playoffs. I really think this team could sneak in. You could be seeing a Suns-Blazers 4-5 matchup in the first round That'd of the be playoffs. That would be fun. matchup. That would be a really fun matchup, and it's a matchup I could see them winning. I really can. I, I do like the Phoenix Suns. I do. Lo I love Devin Booker. I feel like he's a really likable guy. I feel like no one really dislikes him, honestly. Chris Paul, same thing with him. I really like him. And, and Aiton, also a guy that's growing on me. I think, like you said, Chris Paul is going to do wonders for his commitment issues because it's not a talent issue with him. I mean, a top pick, a guy that has all the talent in the world, both offensively and defensively. I think he is a good defender. I do. I, I believe he's a good interior defender. Can even stretch out, hit the three ball offensively, like I said before. Really a, a complete big man. It's just it's totally about his commitment. If he can get to that, I think he's a top five big man in the league. And a guy that could be, when we talk about their preview, could be a guy that we're talking about as a borderline star to superstar next year. I think he's going to be in that tier. But like I said, I'm, I think I'm a lot higher than you on them, actually. You say – Play-in tournament, I really think this is a team that's – I think they're making the playoffs for sure. Unless barring injury to Booker or Chris Paul, I think – I mean, they were close last year making the playoffs. So I, I don't see any reason why they, they don't – I think they improved more than a lot of these other teams. And, and like I said, I think they can even be better than teams like the Jazz and potentially even my Blazers. 
Yeah, I think I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think if they are in the play-in tournament, I think they're going to win the play-in tournament. Um, I'm just looking at it right now. I like the as it stands at this moment in time. I like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Blazers. Um, your Blazers um, better than the Suns, um, and I think the Suns are right there in the mix with the Jazz, with the Mavericks, um, with the Rockets too. They've looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, which you can't take, can't make huge assumptions based on the preseason, but you have to, you can take something out of it. And also the Warriors too. I think the Warriors are going to be a decent team. Um, even though Clay Thompson hurts, but they added Ubre. We're not talking about the Warriors. We'll talk about them in a second. Um, but I, I do like them. And I feel like the Suns are, are right there in that range. They're still young. Um, but I think they have more upside than really any of those teams, maybe outside the Mavericks. I think they have huge amounts of upside. Um, and I think, uh, if you if I had to pick one of those teams to sneak into a three, four, five seed, I think it definitely would be the Suns because they are going to be really entertaining and I think ultimately really, really good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I think they are going to be really good. And like I said, I think this is a team I'm really excited to watch this year as well. I know I was mentioning it for a couple different teams like the Bulls. This team I'm legitimately super excited to watch. I'm going to be tuning in as much as I can. I hope they get some more primetime games this year and uh, big network television games, and they usually do because it's a team – I think people need to start respecting Devin Booker a little more as a true superstar. I think he is there. He's definitely a top 15 player in this league. And whether, whatever you classify as a true superstar, I think he's in that tier. Yeah, and I think a big reason he isn't really in that tier yet is because the Suns haven't been good and haven't got a lot of coverage. But yeah. getting a name like Chris Paul, and if they're going to be as good as we think they're going to be, um, they're going to get that coverage. So uh, super excited for the Suns. Hasn't been something we've been able to say, like I said, for the last decade, but – Yep. Uh, really, really exciting time to be a Suns fan. But we'll jump into the next team here, a team who uh, has won a lot in recent years, but last year they were one of the worst teams in the league. Um, and, Chris, I'll let you introduce the evil empire, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors, uh, one of the worst teams in the league last year, only won 15 games. Uh, just an, an absolutely uh, – just I mean, obviously when you lose Curry and Clay, it's there's no chance you're going to do anything. But uh did make some nice additions this year, and I want to touch up on – the first, the two I really want to touch on are Kelly Oubre and James Wiseman. I mean, adding a center like James Wiseman, the potential for a, a generational talent at center. I think he's got plenty of upside there and, and absolutely could have been the number one overall pick as well. And then Kelly Oubre, a really good wing offensive and defensive player, can fill it up, plays a little bit of defense as well. Kent Bazemore, another a veteran presence at, at the wing, uh, swingman position as well. I like him. Brad Wanamaker, Nico Mannion as well. Only lost Kai Bowman, which isn't a, a major loss as well. I mean, Obviously, the improvements, I mean, you could even put additions, Steph Curry there. But the one guy you cannot put an addition to is Clay Thompson, which unfortunately going on with another season-ending injury. And I'm going to start with that. I'll start with my opinion on the impact of Clay's injury. I think it's massive. I think this team was – I would have been talking about this team similarly to the Phoenix Suns as a four, probably the four seed. I think maybe even the three seed. I think this team was legitimately in – NBA Finals, NBA Championship contention with both Clay and Curry back at 100%. Without Clay, I think that eliminates any chance of them having an even an conference uh, final chance. I think this team's ceiling is a playoff potential playoff win. I think the Suns are going to be better than them. I think the Blazers are going to be better than them. Probably even the Jazz. I, I see them being potentially even in the play-in tournament. I think that's a possibility. I think they are a playoff team. I think they're probably slotting the 6-8 to eight range of seeds, but I think that is the impact of Clay's injury. With him, I absolutely think this is a team you have to be really concerned about. I think they could even potentially knock off the Lakers in a series with with some really hot shooting. But now I think I think any chance of that it's gone out of the window. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think the Warriors are going to be in the play-in tournament. Um, I say that pretty confidently. However, um, we'll, we'll talk about Curry's MVP chances here at the end, but um, I think there's definitely some upside here as well. Um, they could be a team, if the Jazz or the Clippers fall off, like we maybe expect them to a little bit. Um, definitely the potential is there for the Warriors to um, to sneak in and, and get out of the play-in tournament. But I think it's more likely with the loss of Clay that they are in the play-in tournament. However, I do think they did an, a more than adequate job at, at filling the void left by Clay. Getting a guy like Kelly Oubre, we just mentioned he was on the Suns last year, now he's on the Warriors. Um, I think he's a really solid player. Um, again, he's kind of gone underrated because he's with the Suns. Uh, but I think he's going to be a really huge addition for them. Uh, same thing with Andrew Wiggins. Um, I, I'm not saying I'm still on Wiggins Island or I still am a big Wiggins guy, but um, he was solid with them last year. He's looked solid so far in the preseason. Um, I think he can give enough scoring 
Um, and he, the potential is still there. It feels like he's been in here for been in the league for 70 years and he's only 25. So potential is right. still there. He was Canadian LeBron not too long ago, right? He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, all that. Um, maybe being with the Warriors, being with Curry, maybe they could unlock something in him. Um, and then obviously Draymond Green too. I mean, he's he's still a solid player. Uh, apparently he's in the best shape of his life, seems more motivated. Um, and they got some other guys too. Kevon Looney, Eric Pascal looked pretty good. Jordan Poole, Michigan alum, go blue. Uh, and James Wiseman as well. We'll talk about him here in a second. But um, yeah, I think they did enough to alleviate the issue of Clay's injury, which is still a huge loss. Um, but I think mainly Ubre and Wiggins will be will be enough to get them at least in the playoffs. But um, I'm with you though too. I think I think at most they win a playoff series. But if Curry just absolutely balls out and drags his team through the playoffs, which you've never really seen him do before, which would be really fun to watch. Um, maybe they could sneak into the Western Conference Finals. But um, that's just that, that's just what makes the West so much fun, though. Is that outside of the Lakers, it's like there's so many other teams that could be really really good or really bad, depending on how you feel. But in terms of James Wiseman, um, I know uh, it, it seems like he, he'll probably be ready to go for the regular season debut, but there were some concerns there because uh, I believe he did. I don't think it was ever confirmed, um, but most likely he did contract uh, COVID-19. So it put his, uh, his uh, start a training camp back a little bit. So probably making his debut. So I'll change this question a little bit, Chris. Um, what are your expectations for James Wiseman here uh, as he begins his rookie year? Yeah, I mean, I think Wiseman has a legitimate chance to be to be a good player for this team. I think he's going to be a solid contributor. And I think him being that, I mean, I think they're going to need him to be that to be anything above like like what I said, a six seed. If they're going to be any higher than that, I think it's going to take Wiseman massive growth. Like, I think he's going to have to be a, a very solid impact player and probably the rookie of the year for them to to really get anywhere other than like just a playoff team. And yeah, like you said, um, Wiseman. I mean, uh, with with the potential like COVID concerns or whatever I, I do believe he's gonna i think he's gonna play tonight i I'm, i don't really see anything of him not playing tonight because you know they put, were filming on a tuesday they're supposed to schedule to play the brooklyn nets later on today which i mean even that picture you can see him in the background right there brooklyn nets uh interesting but uh you know i think uh even game one is gonna be a big test to see how this team really is gonna shape up but it's gonna take some uh there's plenty of new pieces here wiseman Ubre, wiggins even uh, haven't really played alongside curry or anything and with the uh, shortened preseason, shortened offseason, it's going to take – I think it's going to take a lot of improvements from everybody. I mean, you're going to need Wiggins to play well, Ubre to play well, Wiseman, Draymond. Obviously, Curry will be there. But I think uh, kind of jumping into number three, I think Curry does have a chance at the MVP. If this team ends up being around that 4-5 range, I think he will probably deserve the MVP because I don't think this team around him is, is insanely good. But I think he's going to have to carry them and backpack them all the way to a, a mid-seed and if, if they are able to get to that, I think he honestly will be a front runner for the MVP, at least in the top three for the MVP consideration. Yeah, it'll be really fun to watch because we've never really seen Steph in a position like this. Yeah, because we've seen guys like James Harden, like Russell Westbrook, literally drag their teams to the playoffs. Um, and it's kind of entertaining to see. And, and now Curry finally gets that opportunity, right? Because he's always had Clay with him. And then obviously he had clay and kd with them and now it's just him i mean and depending on how you feel about draymond green draymond green is still there but i, I feel like it's it's safe to say he's not on the same level as clay kd or, or or steph so um he's really on his own and it's going to be really interesting to see um not only if he can perform at a high level but also if he can get guys around him like wiseman like wiggins like Ubre, like draymond to play at a high level as well because i think if he can and if he can stay healthy obviously injuries were a big concern last year and are, and are always a concern with curry um i think the warriors could be a decent team but um, ultimately, I think Curry's MVP chances, they're definitely there if the Warriors, like you said, can be a top five team. But I think similarly to the team as a whole, um, I think just to kind of temper your expectations a little bit, I think the Warriors definitely are not going to be as bad as they were last year, which was like no. the worst team in the league. Um, but they're, they're going to be, I think they're going to be a playoff team, but they're going to be more in that play-in tournament for sure. Yeah, I, I think they have a higher chance of being in the play-in tournament than anything else. I think it could be a, this could be a potential team to upset a, one of the higher seeds like the Nuggets if they're able to sneak into the sixth spot. I think that's, that's Clippers maybe Clippers maybe yeah, possible for sure, especially with Curry. I mean, you really never out of it. He's a great player. Yeah, he looked good in the preseason so far. Been splashing like he always is. We'll have to see, man. I mean, it's going to be an interesting interesting team to watch for sure. I'm really this yeah. is another team that I'm very excited to watch play this year. Yeah, they got great culture, great coaching as well, and Steve Kerr. So um, they, they're they're going to compete hard as long as they don't get hurt. 
um, in terms of Steph and Draymond, most notably. Uh, I think that they'll be a, they'll be a tough out in a playoff series. Um, because I'm not. I'm, I think they're most likely going to win the play-in tournament um, and be like a seven or eight seed. But uh, that that would be a really entertaining first round matchup, though. Like Clippers Warriors first round, that'd be fun to watch. But yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. We'll have to wait and see and enter this final team who you disrespected right off the top, the Sacramento Kings. So uh, for a little uh, peek behind the curtain here, um, I De'Aaron Fox, one of my favorite players in the league. So I am a little biased when it comes to Sacramento Kings because I like De'Aaron Fox, but um, in all honesty, this is not a great team. I think um, their upside, their ceiling this year is a play-in tournament victory and sneaking into the playoffs. Um, but last year, they made it to the bubble, but they ultimately finished 12th in the Western Conference, finished at 31 and 41. They were actually like really, really good um, right before the shutdown. I think they won like five or six games in a row. Uh, they were peaking at the right time. It seemed like they maybe were would have been able to sneak into the playoffs had the season concluded as normal. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that did not happen for them, and they did not play well in the bubble. Um, and, yeah, but they did a lot of moves in uh, free agency and the draft. They added Tyrese Halliburton. They drafted him. Uh, that was – many people are saying the steal of the draft. He was projected. Yeah go top five and I think they got him at 12 or 13 I believe um we put the added Frank Kaminsky they did not add Frank Kaminsky because as I just said before the the Suns claimed him off waivers because the Kings cut him uh they did had add Asan Whiteside though uh Glenn Robinson the third and Chemezi Metu me too hopefully I said that right uh in terms of subtractions uh they lost uh Bogdan Bogdanovich um that was of course the Bucks saga and then the Hawks signed into an offer sheet and the Kings declined to match it they also lost a bunch of bench pieces saw bench pieces and Ken Bazemore, Corey Brewer, Corey Brewer, Yogi Ferrell, Harry Giles, and Alex Len. But um, the number one key to watch here is will Buddy Heald get traded? So last year, Heald um, had some very public confrontations with Coach Luke Walton, the ownership. He wanted out of Sacramento, wanted to get traded um, because he was surprisingly behind Bogdanovich in the rotation. Um, however, and many people expected them to trade healed and keep Bogdanovich, but actually they got rid of Bogdanovich and kept healed. Um, so Chris, um, do you think that was enough to mend the relationship with buddy healed, or do you think he's still going to find his way out of Sacramento here during this season? I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to see it. I, I personally don't think, I think healed has hit his ceiling as a player. I mean, he's like 28. This isn't a normal, uh, rookie or, you know, he's only been in the league for a few years, but it, it, he came in a lot older than the rest of the leagues. So, I mean, this this dude's approaching his 30s. I think his uh, his ceiling is pretty capped now. But, I mean, he's still a, an interesting and impact player, a guy that can really fill it up from the three-point line. Um, I mean, I think, he'll, I think he'll be around this year. But I really – I mean, you know, we don't know all the insider information with him and the rest of the team, you know. But um, I think he's going to be back in the starting lineup. He definitely should be if this team yeah. won't have any chance at a, at a ceiling this year. But uh, part of the reason, I mean, why – I'll say that I don't think this team is going to be very good. It kind of ties in with number two as well, the health of, of Bagley as well. I think he's been he's a very talented player, similarly to Aiton, but has had troubles staying on the court after that draft. But uh, you know, I really think I mean losing Bogdanovich, it's it's a definitely a big loss. It's something you're gonna have to replace. He's a, he's an impact player, a guy that could score for sure. I just really just don't see it with this team, man. I I think they're gonna be bad. I I just I mean, they, they were all right last year, but I really think a lot of the teams in the – I think they're really going to compete with teams like the Rockets, who got a lot worse, and I don't think are going to be very good and probably will not have James Harden. With Harden, they're going to be a better team, obviously. But uh, I think the Kings' ceiling is probably losing in the play-in tournament, personally. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to be that eight – that seven or eight seed. I think they're going to be more on, on the outside looking in. Maybe they get an upset. Maybe they sneak into the playoffs. But I really think that is the absolute ceiling for this team. I think they're – destined for another top a top seven lottery pick for me yeah and honestly i 100 percent agree with that um i think i, I maybe I, I can see the roadmap a little clearer than you can um to the kings finding their way into the play-in tournament um however i do still agree that that, that is their ceiling is, is winning a play-in tournament winning a play-in game and getting a spot in the playoffs that's their absolute highest ceiling because um this is a team it, it kind of reminds me of the timberwolves they got some nice pieces um but it's just not enough in the loaded West. I think this would be a definite playoff team though, at, at least in, in a more serious contention in the Eastern conference. Um, but just, as we said throughout this episode, the, the West is so loaded um, that it's going to be tough for them to sneak in. But um, Marvin Bagley though, he, he's seemed healthy so far. 
Um, and I think that if he can, if he can, because when he's on the court, he's been a really good player. And I think if he can stay healthy, stay on the court, uh, you got you got a nice big three there with Fox, Heald, Bagley. Um, and they got some other decent players as well. Harrison Barnes, I know he's older, but he isn't that bad. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, a solid player. Corey Joseph, mm-hmm. Hassan Whiteside. Jabari Parker, he's not as good as he was in the past, but he's still a decent player. And even Tyrese Halliburton, too. I think he's going to be an immediate, have an immediate impact here in his rookie season. So um, I can definitely see a world where this team sneaks into the playoffs. Definitely more more so than you can, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do. Th- I see them. It's more likely that they are on the outside looking in in the playoff picture than it is that they do sneak in there. But um, most notably, though, Darren Fox signed a huge max contract extension here in the offseason. Um, there's been a lot of conversation about whether he'll actually live up to the contract. Um, I feel like I've already, you already know how I feel. I love Fox. I think he can, I think he can still improve as a shooter defensively. He's so fast, so electric, such a great playmaker. Um, and I think he, I think he could be, a, have a huge season this year. Uh, maybe most improved player of the year. Um, maybe that's, maybe that's my pick. I don't know, but I think he could have a huge year and I think he could drag this team to the playoffs. Um, I think he's that high level of a talent, but what do you think? Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, I don't think you're actually being that big of a homer by it. Talking about Fox, I also do really like him as well. I'm not not quite as big of a fan of him as you are, but I'm I'm also a big fan. I, I really like the Aaron Fox's game. I think he is, like you said, one of the most electric point guards in the league. Has some definite uh, room to grow still, but I mean he's young. I mean that's why they gave him the contract to lock him up. Hope to see him get better as the contract goes along. I think he's going to continue to improve as a scorer, a defender. Yeah, obviously has some work to do as a shooter. He's, he's not a bad shooter by any means, but uh, has some consistency issues there. He's not a horrible defender either. I don't think he's some like huge negative for their amount of defensive side of the ball, but, but could improve, definitely. A, a guy that I could see absolutely improve, but he's uh, obviously electric, a good playmaker, uh, a guy that I I really like. It's just it's really about the supporting cast for him. I mean, yeah. are, is this team going to be good, I guess, is kind of another – way to to put it with max deal i don't know they're gonna have to make some moves here uh, sign a big free agent or something to pair with fox i don't think him alone i don't think he's an elite player he, he's a borderline i would say he's a borderline star but i'm not sure he'll ever get to the superstar status we'll see i do like him a lot i think he has he has a chance if he's if he's as good as he is on my two one of my 2k teams and and the new newest game i think danny definitely has a a chance because he is an absolute burner in that game and in real life, and he can absolutely fly down the floor. Uh, exact opposite of a guy that I don't like in D'Angelo Russell, who doesn't pace, doesn't run the floor at all. Fox is an absolute tempo pusher and a guy that is makes watching the Kings somewhat enjoyable at least because the rest of the roster for me, there really isn't anyone I enjoy watching on that roster other than the Aaron Fox. But I, I will tune into Kings game this year just to watch and see if he actually does live up to of the contract, at least in his first year. Yeah, you mentioned how you're not sure Fox can be a star. I mean, we talked about in the last episode about a guy like Shea Gillis Alexander. I put Fox and Shea yeah, in a very similar team. similar yeah, box sure. where uh, the potential is definitely there, and I think they, they can definitely emerge um, as some true stars in the league, especially as they get more years under the under their belt. But I think it's a really big win for the Kings, though, that they got Fox and locked him up here. Um, however, now the question becomes, as you said, um, can they get enough? Can they get a solid team around him um, to, to make the Kings relevant again? Um, because they're kind of relevant now, um, but not really. Not really. It's kind of a stretch. They're only really relevant because of a guy like De'Aaron Fox. So, um, yeah. as a Fox fan, I really hope um, they can get some some better guys around him. Um, and I think, I mean, they did make some moves in the off season, um, yeah. and they have some guys on their team where. If they make the playoffs, it seems like maybe you'll be shocked. Um, I wouldn't be entirely shocked um, if they make the playoffs, but it definitely would be surprising for sure. I think a key to that would be our point number two, which we didn't really get into a ton. It's just Marvin Bagley. I I didn't talk about it a whole lot. I do still really like him. I think he's got a lot of talent, a a guy that can really do everything on the offensive side of the ball. He could be the perfect – him or a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, if they can really step into an almost a a secondary star role, I could absolutely see this team making the playoffs. But I think it takes a massive stride from – Either Halliburton is rookie or probably another guy that would have to be around, like kind of like Wiseman, where he'd have to be the rookie of the year or in that conversation for them to be in the conversation for a playoff spot. Uh, Bagley as well. I mean, I mean, he's he, he just has really had trouble staying on the floor. I don't think it's a talent issue at all with him. 
I think he's going to continue to improve, but it's just a matter of whether it's a lifestyle change, a diet change or something like that. I don't really know what the reason of him yeah. continuing to get injured, these nagging injuries, these massive injuries. If he can, if he can, you know, get past that, cause he's still really young. I'm not a guy I want to label as injury prone yet until maybe an, another big injury, but we'll see if he can play a full season. And if he can, I think he's super talented. So we'll, We'll see. That that could be a reason that they could sneak in the playoffs. But, yeah, I would be a little bit surprised. I think some of the teams we've been talking about, like the Blazers, like the Suns, were around their range last year. I think they've gotten a lot better. The Kings are kind of still where they were. I think, um, I mean, the Rockets, if Harden's still around, are going to be a better team. The The Mavericks will continue to be better. Uh, yeah. The only thing I really see that they're definitely better than are probably the Timberwolves and uh, – that's pretty much it, honestly, for me. Uh, there isn't really much. Oh, and the Thunder as well. I was and the Spurs. Guy. They're better than the Spurs. Come and on. Probably the, Spurs. probably the Spurs. I don't yeah. know. If we'll have to see. I mean, Popovich well, will always sneak them around the play. Yeah. We'll I, mean, I look at their starting lineup, though, right here. Their projected starting lineup. It's going to be Fox, Heald, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, Rashawn Holmes. Then you got Corey Joseph, Tyrese Halliburton, and Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench. I mean, that's not bad. That's a solid team. Rashawn Holmes is a good player, and I think he could develop more as well alongside Bagley. I mean, that gives him a really solid front court. I mean, um, it just it is it's a matter of just unfortunate circumstances with the Kings because if they like I said at the top, if they were in the East, I think this would be a playoff team. It's just it's tough for them being in, in the Western Conference, and there's so many good teams. Um, but if I think you're you you hit the nail right on the uh, right on the head there. If Bagley stays healthy, um, that's the key for this team, um, as well to a lesser extent. Um, having Buddy Heald be happy um, and and shooting threes and being a good player because I do think he's even though I agree with you, I think he's tapped out um, potential wise. Um, I still think he can be a solid player in the league yeah. for sure. So yeah, I mean I can I can agree with that. I don't think Heald's a trash player at all. He's definitely got some uh, some quality attributes to him that definitely. Yeah. Make him, an impact player in this league, but yeah, well, I mean, will he still be around at the end of the year? I think there's definitely a chance. I think him being back in the projected back in the starting lineup, if he can keep that job down, I could see him keeping the, uh, staying around, sticking around for the long haul for sure. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, the Kings, you started off the top. You said there were four interesting teams in this, in this division. And then the Kings, I mean, I think this might've been the most entertaining division to talk about. I mean, I think all five of yeah. these teams um, are either right there in the playoff hunt or have at least a lot of intriguing storylines that might help them get to the playoff hunt. So this is, yeah. I mean, they got the Lakers, the Clippers, two of the best teams in the league. And then you got a bunch of other really good teams and the Kings, not really good teams, but really interesting teams um, in the Kings, Suns and Warriors. So um, this was maybe my most favorite episode uh, to do um, so far, these NBA previews, but um once again uh we are the zone defense podcast thank you for listening to this episode uh be sure to subscribe to us on youtube follow us on spotify and twitter at zone defense pod and search us on apple podcast um, we have one more part uh part six we'll be breaking down the final division in the western conference of our nba preview um if you haven't already check out our previous four parts where we broke down the entire eastern conference um, as well as the Northwest Division of the Western Conference. So be sure to check out all those. Also check out all of our NFL content as well. Uh, be sure to smash that like button, as well as drop a comment down below. Let us know your predictions for these five teams in the NBA. What you agree with our, if you agree with our predictions, if you disagree, please let us know. We love reading all of your comments and suggestions. Uh, but thank you for listening to this episode once again, and we'll see you next time. Peace.